0: Get IXL now, and listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com slash audio. Visit IXL.com slash audio to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price.
1: Are we back? Season 4, Comic Book Nation, your one-stop shop for all things geek culture. What's going on, everybody? Today, I'm your host, Kofi Outlaw, and with me are my co-host, Janelle Wheeler.
2: Hello, hello.
3: And Matthew Aguilar. What up, G-Funks?
1: And we (laughs) got a show for you today. We got something all across the board. Like I said, we are your one-stop shop for all things geek culture over here, spun out of our uh, comicbook.com website home. And uh, we're going to go across a uh, a lot of places today. So we have to talk about this Peacemaker finale. We have got to get into that first and foremost. We are I'm going to do a quick a, uh, quick review, spoiler-free review. No spoilers. Spoiler-free review of Tom Holland and Mark Wahlberg's Uncharted movie. Then we are, after the break, we are going to jump into all those big new movie trailers we got via the Super Bowl and talk about, you know, now that we've had some time to digest, kind of look back at some of them and talk about what we're excited about. And Matt's got to get in his agenda, so we got a Power Rangers update, <laughs> yeah,
0: we
1: and we have to talk about this week's comics, of which there are some big things. So, lot to do. Let's get started, guys. Peacemaker. Let's start with you guys today, so I can take Ooh. a minute on mute to cough, mostly not because <laughs> not because I value your co-hosting, which I do, wow. which I do, ah, I, I, I absolutely oh, do. I but love uh, this. because I love you guys. hurtful. No, I'd sp- I love you guys co-hosting, but um, it is because I'm just going to take a minute and cough. But um, <laughs> yeah, tell us what you thought, Janelle. Let's start with you because yeah. we need some good exuberance. What did you think oh, about dude. the Peacemaker finale? Hit us,
2: <gasps> oh, Peacemaker finale. You guys, this was the conclusion that I needed all season long. I was waiting for more of the cow. I was waiting for some death. I was waiting for blood. I was waiting for, I don't know, scary moth things to try to convince me that they're not the bad guys, but wait, are they? I don't know. I'm still not sold. I don't know. There's just, it's great. I'm confused on, like, I don't know if they're going to bring back the butterflies. To season two, but we are getting a season two, so I'm really, really excited about that. And uh, yeah, it just it hit me in all the right places. Is I hope that doesn't sound wrong.
1: <laughs> I don't want to tell you how much of what you say here is just. I just want to throw the Archer phrasing around to like most of what you say here. It's, uh, it's I hilarious. That,
2: I, it's I am the amazing. best for that. Yeah. But yeah, this was just a great. Mm. This is such a great finale. I will say, James Gunn can do no wrong. I I'm just he's my favorite and I've I've kind of understood because I've seen his movies and I've experienced his movies and they're some of my favorites but now with this show he has just sold me like he is my number one he's my favorite and if he's involved I'm pretty much sold like I'm there at this point he just nailed this and bravo to John Cena again he won me over this is not something I was
1: he's a not the biggest the fan cursa.
2: The yeah, curse is gone. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the Bella's curse is gone. I'm just and there were so many standout characters. Like each each character made me like love them and that's really really cool because there wasn't just one that I clung to and that's the reason why I watched the show. I really loved all of their stories. So, heck of a job to the whole entire cast as well. Yeah. Yeah, for
1: real. All right. There you go. There's that exuberance that we paid <laughs> for. Thank you Janelle. Um Matt, you were the one who was the hardest sell, so let's go to your side. What did you think of
3: the peacemaker finale? Uh, so I will say um I was actually uh, I was uh, so on the last show, yeah. I got my episodes mixed up, and so I hadn't actually seen the, like the most current one. I was one behind. So then when I went to watch the finale, I went, "What the?" And so I was like, "Oh crap." So then I <laughs> watched both back to back, the last two episodes. Um And the show finally got me. I I, I finally came around like on those last two episodes. Like, you know, I still have things here and there, just like sometimes the tone of the show, just like, just doesn't click with me. But overall, like, I really cared about several of these characters. I I really thought by the end, they kind of all really started to come into their own, um, aside from, you know, the people we've lost. (laughs) along the way uh i felt bad for the cow uh i felt really bad like i actually was like they did a really good job of making a compelling argument to peacemaker i thought like it was actually one of the few times when like a bad is like the villain is trying to convince the hero and like most often it's like you know that, that's that's not a good sell like they're never gonna go for that and like this one they made a i thought it was really compelling i thought they actually did a really good job of like he might Turn like he might just you know he might just do that right. and They were uh, so emotional with the cow like they were just like right
2: they fight, And I was like, oh my god, they're killing the cow! Like I was very yeah
3: yeah. They played on those on those beats really well, and you thought as you okay, chew well, the burger. Let's well, watch. and you thought like <laughs> maybe the team dies, and maybe we get into you know like you're kind of going through your head like well yeah, that would no. work. Yeah. And I thought they did a really good job with that, and then ultimately he does do the great thing and the helmets oh my god okay my favorite scene in this in this whole thing was when eagerly goes past the barn oh. with the helmet because it's just the way it's spaced out like it's just the fact that like you think he's gonna drop it before he gets to the barn you're like he's gonna drop it but it's the fact that it takes so long, and then he's out in the trees, and then he drops it. I
2: thought you were going to say the torpedo because the, that the was torpedo's a great too.
3: There's a lot of really fun <laughs> moments here. But like that eagly one, I rewound it and I laughed <laughs> over like Cute. it was brand new. Uh, so there was there was a lot. I really thought by the end of this, I'm to the point where like I'm actually excited to see them come back. Um, you know, this wasn't like again. I still have. Things of like tone and whatever that sometimes just kind of take me out of it. But overall, I thought these last two episodes were really good. Enjoyed.
1: Oh, we won over Matt. Yeah. Yes. Round of applause. Oh, Even Matt got oh, one over hallelujah. by peacemaker. James Gunn, you did your job. This cynical <laughs> bastard. It's hard to get any emotions out of him. But uh, wow, yeah. yes,
3: I am not emotional at all. <laughs> I'm trying, I'm trying to help you out
1: here, but all right. <laughs> Yes. I mean, it's no secret. I mean, I love Peacemaker. Uh, I think, I really do think, and we did a whole episode at the beginning of the year about who was going to have the more successful year, Marvel of DC. And we weren't trying to be inflammatory. If you go back and listen to it, we were actually just kind of breaking down what each company and studio is doing over the year and how we think the results could be. And I said in my portion of the DC portion that I thought that DC and Warner Bros. could be really successful about this year really synchronizing this whole multi-platform thing in a way that even Marvel still kind of feels like, it feels, feels like Marvel's hesitant on some of these TV series to really fully kind of commit stuff sometimes. But I feel like Peacemaker is the first step of showing us like what it looks like when DC films and TV series are really kind of in synced on like a deep level and how they feed into each other. And I think James Gunn set down a really good blueprint for that. And just seeing who Peacemaker was in the Suicide Squad now, because if you have gone back and watched it, it's much more interesting once you know so much more about him. And the events of that movie, of course, feed into this, so obviously. And what they do at the finale, and we're going to get to spoilers in a minute, that arguably really does affect back into the movie side of things is, is, was really surprising. Yeah. On several levels. So, uh, yeah. So I think this is a good blueprint for how you can sync these sides of the franchise really well and in not just a Mickey way but like in a deeply compelling kind of character way and so uh yeah I think it was a good win for DC and I'm really and it very much brought the most validity I think to HBO Max as kind of like a an imprint for DC than any other thing we've had so far so yeah good time to be gap that Batgirl movie right so Matt's so excited for that. I am
3: so happy. But uh, all right.
1: Um, I don't know if today, Rich is out today, so I don't know if we loaded it up. Uh, Nick, if we have a spoiler warning for Peacemaker. Yeah, there you go. He's on it. Nick Floyd, everybody.
2: Wow. Bravo. Today's guest
1: producer, Nick Floyd, on the the boards, lightning fast. Um, Yeah, so we're going to talk full spoilers now for Peacemaker, obviously, because this finale's out. The series is done. I mean, if you guys haven't been... Watching this, I mean, what have we been doing here for weeks? Telling you about, <laughs> so we did our job. Now we're going to talk spoilers. So spoiler alert for Peacemaker because we're going in. So yeah, first thing first, I volunteered to forego sleep and watch this for comicbook.com in the middle of the night and and get us planned out and see if there was anything big. And of course, you know, I sat up in my seat like that Leonardo DiCaprio meme from uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood when we got to the end of Peacemaker and. Leave it to James Gunn. So let's just break this whole thing down. Final spoiler warning. So Peacemaker and them, they they do the blood, sweat, and tears of stopping the butterflies, killing the cow, however you want to feel about that. And they're leaving the battlefield. And who shows up late but the Justice League? Oh, my God. It's Zack Snyder's Justice League characters um, in that, I mean, clearly that iteration from the Snyderverse. And you get these silhouettes of superman wonder woman flash and aquaman and then you get the like the added surprise that you're like because you're like okay well this is just like a funny james Gunn joke because he's like crease makers yelling at these you know cgi <laughs> silhouettes you're like ah oh, you want to come here and then they're just going to walk by but no jason momoa and ezra miller's flat uh, aquaman and flash respectively are in the scene and They do a James Gunn style, just joke about joking back and forth about Aquaman screwing fish, right? And Barry actually confirms it and gets, like, cursed out by Aquaman. So hilarious cameo by James Gunn, like, big thing pull-off. Even if you didn't get the whole Justice League, who cares? Like, that was, you mean, you know, monumentous just to get Momoa to take an Aquaman, like, screwing fish joke and be in the scene for that? Like... (laughs) And have Barry, like, confirm it, like, be like, but it's, true." you know, it was just, I can't believe that he got them. I can't believe that DC Warner Brothers signed off on this for two characters who both have movies coming up. Uh, This is some weird viral promotion that I've never seen before, but kudos again to James Gunn for uh, innovating. And, uh, yeah, I mean, this was nuts, right? Like, so, just... What did you guys think of this cameo, and would (laughs) you – I mean, some people are mad about it. Like, some people are legit mad. I did see
3: that, yeah. Yeah. Why? Because the internet's mad about it.
2: (laughs) I'm so confused. Okay, well, can I just say this? I'll start with this. I didn't even need it, right? I was already sold. I already loved the show. I was super pumped with the ending. Like, everything was awesome. I didn't need it, and then when I got that, it's like – finishing a delicious meal that you're just like loving. And then someone's like, here, I'm going to give you a free creme brulee to go along with this. And I was just pumped, like so pumped. Just the silhouettes alone was so rewarding. And then when they gave us those moments, like it's just, first of all, these actors are awesome to do that. James Gunn can get anything done because he's James Gunn and everybody adores him, including us. So it's just like...
1: I want to put a pin in what you just said because you just said the perfect thing to kind of segue into... I'm all about the segues now. (laughs) Yes, he can get anything done. James Gunn has done so well for both Marvel and DC now that he literally has each of them shooting stuff for the other. (laughs) So a little behind the scenes and you can find us (laughs) on comicbook.com DC, but... Jay, to get that justice league scene done jace james gunn only got momoa at first and momoa was just like yeah he told him what he was gonna do and Momoa was like yeah i'm game like you know uh you know he was just in there well, so he had momoa I but i think i don't think i'm not sure if momoa and and miller were together together like in the scene yeah like, i don't I think they think were they weren't they had to get miller he just found out james gunn found out that ezra miller like loves james gunn movies and so he reached out and got to him like, like, you know, could you shoot this? I think Ezra Miller was in the UK during the Flash or wherever they're shooting Guardians 3. Yeah. And they were like, well, yeah, we'll let him come over and you can shoot this thing for Peacemaker. But he got Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy 3 production team to shoot that scene and put to put Ezra Miller in that scene. So that scene is in part sh- shot by Marvel.
2: Don't also. you love to hear that?
1: Yeah. So James like geeks out here can come together yeah. and
2: unite and be cool for the cause of yeah. making good content. I don't even
1: like, know what sweater he, re- I don't know if he knows what, what sweaters about. he's wearing every day. He's like, who am I? Wait, who's here? Uh, <laughs> you guys, you got the camera though, right? Like we're going to shoot this thing. <laughs> and that was a payback because the actor who plays Myrn, it has a major role in Guardians of the Galaxy 3. Um and so to get him that role, James Gunn shot his screen test for Marvel while making Peacemaker. So DC shot that actor's screen test. So then he went and was like, well, let's get some payback. And so they shot Ezra Miller's cameo oh, all the Guardians of the Galaxy 3 sides of that. Yeah. Yeah. So crazy, right?
3: So the man and really can't get anything wins, done. We all win. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> that's right, Janelle. Yes. Couldn't have said it better.
2: We can all win together
3: um yeah yeah just smash it. all those
2: romantic comedies out of the park and just make it all superhero content i <laughs> but
1: people have comments so let's just nail some of this stuff okay. because janelle i want you to go back because you were doing such a good 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 run there but um <laughs> Yes, uh, just some of the obvious points. Yes, there had to be silhouettes. Henry Cavill, Superman, we don't, like, no, DC's yeah, no not going to, yeah, no, no one no knows, one. and DC's not answering that question in a Peacemaker cameo, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, Gal Gadot has been filming, promoting Death and Nile, having a baby, doing all kinds of She's other busy. stuff. She's busy. Busy, right? busy. Busy, busy, exactly. Um, this was a willing commitment from two actors who wanted to be in it, so to make the full Justice League, they had to do some silhouettes. Why isn't Batman there? Again. Because Batman, if you haven't heard James Gunn tell you, now I know more about that story he was saying about just to make the Batman joke he made or something like that. Like, oh. Was like, mm-hmm. was like pulling teeth with Warner Brothers. is so Warner protective. Yeah, we and, figured that out. But I think it was a larger conversation about what he wanted to do with Batman. I wonder right. if Batman was one of those silhouettes at one point before he got, they're like, fool, we got the the <laughs> Batman coming out like weeks later. no. Like we got like, Keaton
3: showing up and stuff. Yeah. We can't be mm-hmm. giving away all the yeah. secrets. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. So
1: because they knew it would be a big thing But who who's Batman is it? Like, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, no, they're not stepping <laughs> on that. And Ray Fisher knew what he was getting into the moment he he yeah, nobly stepped important. out. And he's yeah. be the first to tell you, like, he knows his days as a cyborg. Him and that Miami Dolphins coach both know the deal. Like, they're, like, you know, they're, they're wow, their really are done. Brian Flores
3: reference.
1: Yeah, Brian Flores <laughs> reference. So he knows, I mean, He's hey, right. hey, sometimes that's reality for some of us. God, we know no. the deal. <laughs> to stand up and do what's right. You ain't going to have a job. So Cyborg you isn't there. So that's that. Okay. I mean, and that's just the things you got to live by. And there's interviews we have up from James Gunn saying that. So Janelle Peacemaker, greatest superhero TV series of all time. Are you still sticking oh. with the Marvel stuff?
2: Oh, no, no. I can't do that. I can't do that. Not with WandaVision and Loki. We had a spoiler
1: warning. C- Cunningly was in the comments. We had like 14 spoiler warnings and a scroll that yeah. scrolled, you, that yeah. scrolled <laughs> so long. It scrolled what? all the way out. We yeah, we don't.
3: There it is again. Warning. Yeah. Oh, my God. Um. Wait, so, Kofi, is it yours? What's that? Is, is it, it your, your favorite, favorite TV? Yeah, you asked the question. Yeah. Oh.
1: Live action. Uh, sure. It's yeah, just like, so uh, different. It's so
2: different than like the serious tone of WandaVision. Like it's so hard to put those
1: It may be. Of of these wow. new stream, of these new connected universe series, like it may be. Ooh, yeah. We
2: should do that. We should rank our top five favorite yeah, we're gonna have superhero to have a TV too. shows.
3: Yeah. Yeah, let's do that.
2: Yeah, that'd be All fun. Right, so I
3: won't give much. My- I mean I'm not right I have to think
2: about this really hard I gotta go to the
1: mattresses and go to that we'll like come
2: back but the boys uh, is definitely uh, in one of mine
1: okay let's finish this part up by uh, just addressing because I said there are major changes that it does so we get this Justice League appearance but Mm -hmm. the end of this of this season also has Danielle Brooks's character Amanda Waller's daughter seemingly possibly put an end to our Suicide Squad franchise Do you think that will be the case? Do you think DC is done making Suicide Squad movies and they're kind of moving (sighs) the canon past that? Because it seems like it's going to be hard to still pull off once, you know, your whole putting bombs in people's heads scheme is exposed
3: to the public. Do I? Okay. So I think those are two different. Do I think they're done making Suicide Squad movies? Maybe. But I don't think it has anything to do with that reveal. Like, No, I would think that
1: that reveal would be servicing a decision that had already been made. Right. But like
3: that, that premise, though, has been flipped over and over with like people knowing and like the league knows. And like at one point, the league knew where the Suicide Squad was and couldn't do anything about it. Right. Like that premise has been flipped so many times, even if Waller like everyone knows who Waller is and where she is. She still finds a way to like do screwed up stuff. It's like I think. It can still, regardless of that ending, it can still be open-ended if they want to do that idea at some point. I just don't know with how the last one performed. Wrongly, by the way, because that movie was fantastic. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I love Suicide Squad. Um, But, yeah, uh, I I think they might be done for a minute.
1: Yeah, but, I mean, the the, the Suicide Squad is always going to be an asterisk, like everything HBO Max did that year, because – I mean, the box office was like abysmal, but it's just like I hope so. I mean, I really, hope it's
3: viewed as that. It just, but if you listen to like a lot of like if you watch a lot of film pundits and stuff, yeah, you they know, want it's to kind of like taking that as Bible, like as gospel, like oh no, this performed really badly, but it's like I don't know, you know, people. Yeah, just but I mean,
1: that, that's what I was gonna say. Like, I think that the success of Peacemaker really puts that into question, right? Like, how many people just jumped into Peacemaker without? having any connection or going back and seeing the suicide squad. You know what I mean? Yeah, like okay. I, 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 this has owned like the, like the zeitgeist for its run. So I think HBO max might end up being a little bit more wily and smart than people give credit for because
4: mm-hmm. yeah,
1: you want to argue, Oh, the box office. It didn't. I mean, clearly it failed, but it's like, did it because that stuff lives forever on streaming as right. a block of content.
3: Agree, no, I agree. With how you much are they one.
1: now losing? And even if people did jump into Peacemaker, it, it doesn't lose anything for you now to have a block that's like, Hey, here's the Gunverse. here's <laughs> the suicide squad, and Peacemaker. You liked one of these, you'll probably like the other. And like, people will begin to do Man, so this show. Time, you know, this show made me. I mean, Birds know. of Prey has been like quietly oh, kind of yeah. creeping up again. Like, that's a different
3: you, you know, know, what this thing? show made we me just kind of so much. It made me want a james gunn just as like dark it may be that would be so oh man because oh, like after seeing this show and like some that's of, one the of those things it's like as he goes i'm like oh man you would <laughs> like he- detective chimp in his hands fate like constantine like Zatanna, like that group etrigan like that group of people in guns hands
1: yeah, oh no, it would be great. Oh, but that's one of those things that's so perfect that I feel like we're going to say it, and this has happened in my career a couple times now, Like, where you're so perfect, you come up and then the inception, spin, like top starts spinning, Hollywood gets on it, and then it gets synced up, and then you get your hopes up, but then it all falls apart because something stupid happens. Because it's so perfect, and so easy, and so simple <laughs> to do, and then Hollywood screws it up, and then your heart's broken. <laughs> But Maybe that's just me, so this just would creative. also be good,
3: David Streams.
1: Yes, yeah, oh, yeah, god, oh, I'm yeah, oh, right, we, we gotta move, yeah. So, <clears throat> all right, Nick, let's get ready. I'm gonna do a short spoiler free, meaning no spoilers, review no spoilers. of Uncharted. <laughs> so,
2: when did you see it?
1: I dragged my butt out into <laughs> the freezing cold rain last night. Oh, at god, 10 o'clock, and Went to see this movie. So,
2: you love our listeners.
1: I do. I I felt like I owed it to you, just guys, just to, you know, be in on this conversation because I know (laughs) how many of you, and I don't think I was wrong. My instincts weren't wrong because that theater was unusually packed for like, oh, wow. uh, Oh, yeah. People came out. I, I came out when I was going in, the 730 shows were coming out. And yo, testament to Tom Holland, bro, you had a flock of Tennessee. Middle to high school, it, no, I would say, I mean, kids all oh, you look young to me, so high school, obviously, aged girls like flooding out of a theater, and all the hallway was a buzz with was how well good their boy Tom looked and how well he did. And, blah, 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 blah. and I was like, Well, you got so this locked, great.
2: and you know, yeah. those girls have never played video games in their lives.
1: No, so <laughs> I don't know that anymore, Janelle. You better be careful out here. I'm not trying to get canceled. The gamer girl cult will come for me. Uh, I do not know that. They might be better at Uncharted than I have ever been. (laughs) Some of them are hardcore. But, um, yeah, so he had the hallways. I mean, Uncharted's doing I mean, it made $3.4 last night. So it's off to a good start, and people are behind this. I mean, America, I feel like America's behind this. It's Tom Holland. It's Mark Wahlberg. Like, yeah, you know, that's like England and America are behind this. So you got this. I think he'll be all right. Which is a good thing because Uncharted is a movie, and it has people in it. <laughs> and that's my review. Sorry, now, um, that's what? my review. I would give Uncharted a solid, uh, in all seriousness, but it is a movie has people in. It. Oh my god, Kofi Outlaw, comic oh book uh, nation. But um, <laughs> it, in all seriousness, I would give it a, about a three out of five. And I would say that it's not at all one of the worst video game movies I've ever seen. Um, obviously, a lot of that has to do with just kind of the genre propelled
3: (laughs) the low bar of the genre
1: (laughs) the low bar of the genre the fat oh my we're running my (laughs) nick running my scroll okay um the fact that it has i mean it has mark Wahlberg and tom holland and some other really talented actors and actresses kind of running through it and kind of having good banter and Ruben fleischer is a really kind of competent director and not bad at all in kind of Makes this for set pieces like really exciting. And there is an Indiana Jones vibe to it that has the action adventure and makes it feel like, you know, what Nathan Drake was in at least in spirit in the games, which is kind of this death defying, crazy action because the game's but it's also weird because the games were made to feel like action movies and now we're making an action movie made on a game that's made to feel like an action movie. I feel like I'm going to be watching my
3: own YouTube watching my own YouTube really soon. <laughs> it's like, like that you know, Wolverine maybe. meme where he's like looking at a picture and then the yeah. picture <laughs> of him looking at a picture. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So,
1: you know, but that's neither here nor there. But um it, it's it's all very competent, you know what I mean? And it's all very like there, but Again, at there's just something in time. Something about it that Sully just feels, feel like Sully? Like, I didn't play the games that crazy, and so I'm not attached to Sully, but Mark Wahlberg, so I can say as somebody only half in the foot of that, that he just feels like a very funny, kind of rascally character in this. Like, he is very good, at, and I'll tell you what his take is. You tell me how much it syncs up to what you expect from this. His take on Sully is very, like, he's a bastard but he's also like very always like i'm the victim and like hey man like i'm just trying to help you like you know blah, 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 you know and something's like going on yeah. Yeah. but he's also very much like kind of a rascally bastard who's always looking out for himself right? that
3: and, and, and a of, little bit of the other before is like spot on not so much the it was always my you know like not so much the martyrdom but the yeah. other the other stuff yeah
1: no, but i mean the martyrdom like if the martyrdom is just his cover though he's just like always like you know explaining away why he's being a bastard you know like why did you like because that's what it is with him holland's constantly like it's like kind of a weird catch me if you can in reverse like holland's constantly just like catching up to him after like you know shit. sully's run off with a thing and done something he's like what's your deal and he's just like hey man i had to get out of here you know how the life is like i gotta get paid you know and it's just kind of like that so the real i mean the real scene stealers i mean mark Wahlberg is okay uh, silly but uh Sophia Ali as Chloe is really good. Okay. She does a really good job. And on the villain side, Tati Gabrielle, who was in, uh, you season three and has been in some other stuff as Braddock is, is really good. and She's a scene stealer in it. So, you know, she's, she's done a good job. So those two ladies actually do help bolster things down a bit. And Chloe's kind of banter with Sully and and Nathan is actually,
3: is actually pretty, pretty good. Okay. Yeah. So no, uh, well, no, that will be spoiler. So no.
1: Okay. Mm. Never mind. Don't ask me any of the uh, I know mythology. I did. I, I don't know myself. bro. This wasn't like my myself. thing. Yeah. I, I skipped us
3: just to let you know, I skipped PS3.
1: I was an Xbox person back then. So uh, just that should tell you everything you need to know. I went for like a weekend and played one of the
3: games. They've come so. out on the PS4, you know.
1: Yeah. Tom Holland is is Tom Holland, you know what I mean? Like he's got kind of that Tom Cruise Jack Reacher thing feel in this a little bit and I get it. It's like a younger Nathan Drake, but still he can do a lot of those acrobatics and he is swole in this so ladies enjoy um tom is both muscular and flexible so there you go so all in all like i said though it is just kind of paint by the numbers ultimately that's what it feels like it's just kind of a generic action movie um with some kind of spotlights of you know talented banter and chemistry but not too much chemistry And, and like it's a weird thing and again all of these COVID productions feel kind of weird to me. There's like a weird, I don't want to say sadness, but a hollowness, but the actors, I feel like it's hard for the actors at certain points to feel like they're having fun doing this. And I feel like that comes through and it's weird because there's an uneven mismatch, like points where they were having fun. And Tom Holland, if you want to watch uh Brandon Davis sat down with interviews with Tom Holland and Ruben Fleischer and all of them. And they'll tell you like, there were scenes like the party scene. There's this big party scene. Uh, that they have, and that was supposed to be like 10 times bigger than it's just like a yeah. couple people in a bunch of CGI, you know what I mean? Yeah. So
3: and it feels that way, it feels and like it feels
1: movie. that way. And in the poor actors, it feels that way. So there's this weird sense of just like hollowness and sadness. And and that's not just this movie. There's a lot of productions that feel like that. And that's why I feel like something like Peacemaker was such a gem because it felt like James Gunn had just like a kind of crew. And even though he had limited places to go, limited to work with, he still kind of infused it with a lot of liveliness and fun and made it fun. And I think that was, even if we were to sit back and that would be a bigger story about how you made that fun during this really kind of challenging, scary time, but uh, things like uncharted. Yeah. It just feels like there's a soul piece missing here. Didn't just get go back and play the games. Yeah, but it's not, I mean, it, it would be good for, I mean, the spectacle, and just the kind of the cargo scene uh the plane scene and the aerials and all that stuff is well done and and looks great and there are other big set pieces it does get a little crazy by the end by the end i was like falling asleep with my eyes open because you know when you like seen a michael bay scene that goes on too long yeah yeah by the end they're just doing some just like a set piece that is just so big and crazy and over the top that i was just like ah, i can't even like I'm glazing over a little bit, but oh, that's not, that's just me. So other people might, you know, love their action porn. So that's uncharted. Woo-hoo. I hope I helped somebody. All right. <laughs> We're going to take a break. Cause when we get back, we got to talk about a whole bunch of Super Bowl trailers Ooh. and yeah, comics. So we got a lot to do. Let's get to it. Break time.
4: Selling a little. Or a lot.
1: all right, Comic Book Nation, your one-stop shop for all things Geek Culture. We are back. We just broke down the Peacemaker finale and the Uncharted movie starring Tom Holland and Mark Wahlberg. So we are moving on now to the Super Bowl. Moving on up, moving on up. So the Bengals blew their own dreams in the last minute, but uh, we're not here to do a... Hey, uh, Rams! A, a ...psychological <laughs> check on the city of Cincinnati right now. Super we Bowl are 40. here to talk about what we here and the geek sphere all show up to the super bowl to see them trailers though. So, let's talk about the trailers at the super bowl this year and we're just going to keep it to the ones obviously that are most relevant to us. And so we have a stacked order here. So, we're going to cool. go, yeah, well, I mean, we have a hierarchy. This is this is America baby. We got to we got to rate things. So, we got a <laughs> hierarchy here and uh we're going to start just because it was the shorter one and uh probably the shorter conversation and uh Jim Viscardi, if you're out here, and this is your time to shine, we are going to talk Ooh. about the Moon Knight, Moon Knight. trailer. Yeah, buddies. So, so
3: good. Look at, oh, at you right behind him.
1: Yeah, we're going to be watching these. If you're watching this on video, <laughs> we'll be watching some of these trailers as we're talking. If you're just listening to the podcast via download, uh, thank you, and this is good incentive to also watch, so check also, out.
3: Also, I cannot remember so, um, because there was a lot of stuff coming out uh, The oh, look at that shot! (laughs) Oh, so good. Okay, so uh, the thing is, the coolest thing was actually even in that trailer because then, like, an image came out of Mr. Knight, yeah, that to me was like. That's what that trailer needed at the end of like, just well, that was a deep shot. cut.
1: I think they're still just showing people that Moon Knight's like a scary
3: Batman uh, okay. superhero. Moon Knight um, is a deep cut. You dude. start like, like, as a whole. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> so like, but, Mr. like Knight but, is as, just as much a deep cut as anything else in that damn trailer? Seeing
1: him in the suit and everything, people don't have too many questions. I get why they saved it. And it still had the added effect because Jim Viscardi made it a one man PR success. I mean, yeah, but I'm saying like that, that was the biggest out. thing for me. Is that oh, it was me too. To you Moon. saw what I posted? I didn't want to give Jim his flowers. On this at all, but when I saw that they were actually going with Mr. Knight, I was like, okay, fine. Like, oh, uh, now I have to like give this thing a chance and really kind of go in positive. So, you know, congratulations, Moon Knight. But, uh, yeah, um, although I just think it's hypocrisy that uh, Book of Boba Fett gets nailed on a spin shot, but Moon Knight's cape doing its own moon hey, shape, hey, hey, gets a pass. He is a
3: moon <laughs> hero, man. <laughs> he has moon shape. Is it? Oh,
1: anyway, can't okay. you be working through them fabrics? Like, be fair, I did not give I'm anyone. am so hard neutral time here. I thought yeah. the spin was cool, so I yeah. don't stand on it. I know I'm just being a heel. Uh, Janelle, what did you think of Moon Knight? I am kind of curious.
2: I mean, I, I definition of me is more content, and I had like an obsession with Egyptian pharaohs and things like oh, that as a yeah, kid. I, I literally have like a King oh. Tut book as a coffee table book. So all of this just really excites me personally. It just hits me in the right places. But I keep saying that. Why do I keep saying that?
1: Uh, I think we
3: know what you need to do with your Friday night, but that's not for this show. Okay? Oh this my God. we are, we are gonna get more content though on a shirt at some point. We got it, yes. Right? That's a, oh,
2: that's yes, thing. yeah. Anyway. But also, yeah. also
1: need to be careful with that one because a lot of industries could put that out there, so uh, let's we'll chill <laughs> with that. But
3: uh, but anyway, continue, Janelle.
2: But yeah, just I, I really enjoyed it. I'm very much looking forward to it. Uh, I only have like a, a very small amount of comic book knowledge on Moon Knight, and I just it feels like I'm getting the picture of mental illness and also just like worrying about this character, but also ready to see him just rock it out and get super aggressive and um, yeah, it looks dark and and eerie, which I think it's it's really exciting to see that in the MCU stuff and
3: yeah, I'm pumped, yeah, man, stoked. it's gonna be it's gonna be good. I still I saw the comment. I still am also a little iffy on the costume i I will I will okay. wait to see it in action. Like fully, like when we're actually like seeing it from scene to scene to scene and not just like cut up stuff mm-hmm. and really see if that thing like, you know, I was never really the biggest fan of that version of the costume from the comics. So, uh, you know, I am I do understand some of the stuff I've seen online and, and even in our comments. I, I get it. I'm kind of there with you, but I am hyped. I'm hyped. For this.
1: I love the 90s spawn movie and I'm going to love this. All right. Let's move on. <laughs> to
3: Janelle, let's oh. go to
1: you. Janelle, your fave of the lineup was next. Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, which was also, I mean, this was my, I think everybody's Ooh. hands down big trailer of, of the big game. Great, man.
2: I, I don't even know what to say. It's perfection. I, I like—I just cannot get over how awesome this is in so many ways. There's My only thing that I'm worried about is like, are there going to be so many cameos that I'm going to not get as much Strange as I want? But if I'm getting more Stranges, does that count against that? I don't know. <laughs> <was pretty> uh, <laughs> but I'm... Phrasing. Gosh, I'm just so excited! This is insane. I actually did a live reaction to my first watch through of this. Oh, nice! So that was. I was very proud of myself. I'm like, all right, I'm gonna do a a, an actual reaction video. (laughs) And like, I was just speechless, honestly, because I love. I really liked What If, and I do feel like you're gonna want to watch What If before this if you haven't checked it out yet already, and. I think the payoff will be really, really nice because if there's been a few like references to what if one of the things that blew me away was the moment where you actually see like an animated crack uh, in the multiverse where you can kind of see like literally like an animated movie, like that's some space jam stuff right there. <laughs> <laughs> and I was just shocked or shocked that they even touched that. Um, and yeah, I mean, there's obviously the, there are very obvious moments to freak out on, but there are also really subtle moments that are just like jarring and crazy and really interesting and exciting. So yes, this is going to be spectacular. It comes out like two days before my birthday. Oh, thank you Marvel for sending me the birthday Mm -hmm. present. (laughs) And yeah, it's just awesome. What'd you guys think? (laughs)
1: Um, I mean, I told you this was like my favorite, uh, phase zero, our cousin podcast did a big breakdown of this and came up with some really interesting things. Um, just some things I would love to address. Yes, we are getting this weird. It looks like multiple Marvel multiverse Illuminati, which was of course highlighted by Patrick Stewart's voice in the trailer, who we can presume is playing at least some variant or variant of Charles Xavier from the X-Men movies, uh, probably not the new Charles Xavier, obviously, for the MCU. We know how these things are kind of going now, but we'll have like this nice head nod to Patrick Stewart as being part of the multiverse Illuminati. All kinds of rumors about Tom Cruise and those Ultron bot things we see in there, and the superior Iron Man being part of this story. Um, that person in the lit-up armor, guys, that is not Tom Cruise. That no is way. clearly. A person that looks to be of African American background. And the popular yes. theory that I love, that I've heard, is that one of these Illuminati members will be Iron Lad. So we could see Jonathan Majors or mm. a different actor as a younger Jonathan Majors playing Iron Lad, being part of that kind of Illuminati from the multiverse, because he's a Kang variant. He would know about all that. Um, and him fighting Wanda is her kill, you know, destroying the Illuminati for forcing her life to be one way versus a different way. You know what I mean? And kind I of super think it's
2: Monica or Rambo for sure, because she's like what, her and Wanda have this like bond, you know, like uh, why wouldn't she come through to like help her? I'm or- placing my
1: money on this is how we get iron lead because everybody's been wow. kind of wondering about that. And so like, I'm placing
3: my money on this is how. Okay.
1: Iron so lead the, goes. so the,
3: the lit up armor shot where they're going through the wall, you say that's iron lead. Yeah. Okay. Because I've seen the. I'm still. I don't know. I can yeah. understand a bunch. Like I've seen Superior Iron Man. I've seen Monica as Captain Marvel. I mean, I um, want to
2: see more Monica. I've seen. Rambo.
3: I've seen all those. So I, they're all interesting uh, theories. But yeah, continue. I'm just curious.
1: Yeah. I mean, this Illuminati is going to get murked, though, right? Like we can all agree with that. And, <laughs> and I
3: think, like, yeah.
1: So I think this is how we're going to get Iron Lad in. That's just my theory. So, cool. Yeah. Cool. And so yeah, I mean, I also love the TVs. I actually like the TV spot of this more than I like the actual trailer to be fun. Wow. Cuz the TV okay. spot is the only one where you saw like Zombie Wanda. They didn't put that in the trailer if you go back and watch. It's only in the TV spot from the Super Bowl that tells you to go watch the trailer that you see like Zombie Wanda kick open the door oh. and some other stuff. And I was just strange, okay. excited
3: for the Captain Carter shield. There was like a yeah, there was a
1: <laughs> Yeah, and there's all kinds of thing on that poster, right? Like the oh, splintered glass, there's a yeah. There's a Cabin Carter, people thinking they see Deadpool. In Zombie one,
2: Strange one. looks yeah. insane with the arms, the skeleton arms.
3: Yeah. I'm just yeah. the the Crazy. thing that really okay. Well, two things. One, America Chavez. I'm very excited. I'm very yeah. happy uh, that she, she looks, it, looks like, like she's her punching a hole. It. Yeah, you know, we're gonna yeah, get, get the star good. and she's gonna stomp, like all that stuff. I'm gonna eat that up with a spoon. But I was actually this is one of my biggest criticisms of WandaVision is that when we've talked about it on the show previous times, like there's no consequences, right, for like mm-hmm. what, what the horrid thing that Wanda kind of did, understanding where it came from, but still it was bad, right? So the line in this is amazing, when she's talking to Strange and she's like, "You do this thing and like mess up the multiverse and all this, but you fix it and you're lauded as a as a hero," and. I am villainized for for all this, and when she's like, "Is that fair?" I was like, "That's amazing." Because if we explore that, like Doctor Strange, has been as bad, if not a little worse <laughs> than she has, as far as like his choices in what he's doing and manipulating things, and so like I love that. Like I want that to be explored. And I think that's really interesting. So that was actually the scene that, like, really... That line is splitting society down the middle right now. I was like, oh, my God, but that's so... That's what I've wanted them to address, you know? And that also leads us into some very interesting things for Strange. Because, like, one of those big things in the books was, like, the cost of magic. And they talk about that in the MCU, but they don't really... They haven't really delved into that of, like, what magic costs and the price of each thing... If they would go there, and that's how we, this is how we kind of get there, that would be amazing because that's some really interesting story stuff in the book. So that I was that whole little sequence, I was like, yes, yes, give me that all day. I want a whole movie of that.
1: All right, Doctor Strange, we sold. I can't wait for me to get here.
2: Oh my gosh, well, uh, so, so the
1: next thing is we're just gonna real quick touch on is they we you guys got to see our live reaction to the DC <laughs> yeah. 2022 uh, (laughs) reel that I didn't know was a whole trailer
3: last week until we started
1: watching. So you got to see my live, like, (laughs) live, live And if you haven't seen it, you
3: can go to comicbooks.com. Yeah, comicbooks.com.
1: But uh, it came out during the Super Bowl, and they've been replaying it. I saw it in theaters last night when I went to see Uncharted, and it it was, again, good. I mean, DC's just like, look, we're going to just advertise this all in one. And, you know, that's not a bad strategy. That was actually, it, it worked out pretty well. It was mm-hmm. just enough tees to make everything look awesome and, you know, with no holes in it and, you know, remind you, hey, this whole content block is out here this week, this year. Oh, look so, at Aquaman. Yeah, Aquaman looking cool. <laughs> and they chose all some great shots. So, yeah, this was, yeah. Uh, this was good stuff, right?
2: Oh, so. yeah. I mean, there's there is a lot. I mean, there's a lot in there. And like, you know, we just watched it really quick one time through. But there is absolutely so much you can deep dive on this if you just keep watching it, which is really fun. Uh, And it just they're they're definitely building the hype. Like
3: Look crazy at that oh yeah. i am so hyped for black adam and i could not have cared less about that movie me too i did ago. not Me too. <laughs> yeah. was
1: no, not black a- adam, i mean black adam just looks like it's gonna be an old school just like good time. oh yeah, man that I mean, looks so like fun. even and i don't mean this please rock don't hunt me down i mean this in the best way possible <laughs> just like a really fun well done 2000s comic book movie in in kind of a way i mean i know it's going to be part of the DCU, but just like that that fun kind of even if it's a formula like it's just going to be a good time so i really just want to see black adam all right and hawkman they did hawkman right uh the next one is of course lord of the rings the
3: rings of power yeah so lord of the rings is getting a
1: prequel series and um you know i don't care about all the easter eggs of it all like i'm just approaching this thing as like a new thing set in the same same universe it's much easier to do i don't need any crossovers or anything I don't need to see a Smeagol origin or some crap like, but the one thing that's hooking me is just a premise, right? I want to see what this world was like when everybody had the rings of power and knowing that this one object is out there. That's going to lead to all this disaster because it's going to be interesting to see. Cause I mean, it plays on the power dynamics of this entire world, these different races and them trying to all get together and we know it doesn't go so hot, but uh, it's <laughs> going to be interesting to see what that dynamic was like when the rings of power, all like when they, when they were all kind of active and out there. Right. And yeah. what it's made these kingdoms like and how they fought and all that stuff, it's going to make the world, you know, for lack of a better term, so much better, like more alive and full, and this whole tolkien world i i'm gonna be excited for that
2: it's interesting to approach it as like a tv show instead of just movies yeah
1: i mean i saw what they do people are talking about the effects in the trailer and things like that but i know what they did with game of thrones and there's still time before this comes out guys like renderings can get better and i'm gonna always know that i'm watching a tv show and like i'm gonna have that standard for it so yeah after showing what um, Amazon did with just making me love the Jack Reacher franchise. Yeah. Like, right?
2: Everyone's, yeah. Everyone's
1: done a, a real good And I'm mad that they canceled I Know What You Did last summer. I would have kept that. Big yeah, big
3: that's big. a bummer. But uh, we yeah. do have uh, Diabolical. We have the boys yeah. coming. We have yeah. Invincible. Like, we got, they, they got a pretty stacked lineup. Yeah. Amazon's of the simmer.
1: They know mm. how to make some good genre. So, like, yeah, I'm looking forward to Lord of the Rings. So,
3: yeah. I just love the conversations. Lord of the Rings starts because like, I don't know if you've ever been around for like a hardcore fandom conversation (laughs) and anything, right? We have it all the time in comics and stuff, but like (laughs) it, there was one in the, in our office chat when like this trailer came out and it just brought up all this, like the original trilogy. Conversations of this movie sucked and this was oh, terrible. This yeah, oh,
1: stop. I had put that away. <laughs> yeah, no, it was no, Jim, so Jim funny Viscardi. To be and I, this is rare that I ever stump with Jim Viscardi, but yes, the two towers, you, you is, sided with him. That's what I'm saying. I ever stumped with him, like it's rare. No, the two towers is better than the Fellowship of the Ring. Don't try to, bro. I went to all of those midnight showings and I dragged my then new girlfriend, now wife, like all of them, and she can tell you with fire in her eyes, Sam Jackson gift style, like which ones she remembers being enjoying and which ones she was just like, who is this kid and how much do I like him? Um, You know, like, (laughs) yeah, so Two Towers was a hit. Like, that was a hit for everybody. Nobody fell asleep (laughs) with that. Like, the Gollum stuff, Helms deep, crossing the bog, just some of the shots, and man, don't even try to hit me with Fellowship of the Ring and its height differentials. Our office is crazy. By the way, this is exactly why I brought it up.
3: Because <laughs> <All right. laughs> I wanted that. Uh, now our now. comments are
1: going off. I You're wanted right. it, man. You're an antagonist. You're a bad antagonist. All right, we're <laughs> <Let's be laughs> gonna get for more of these. uh Nope. Trailer. Jordan Peele's latest. Ooh, um... that looks awesome. Oh yeah. God,
2: I don't know what is going on. Can someone please? Is this aliens? I don't is and it, it looks like it's
1: gonna it's like black signs is what i've been calling it
2: oh my god it's so it's, frightening this is
1: third film it's it is that point in in it so like you know this is when Shyamalan made signs as his first thing but uh so far it's just Kiki Palmer kind of being a one woman show. So, I mean, she's hilarious. Yeah.
2: But I love be. that because like I cannot wait to see how what his reaction is to everything. Like he he's going to be gritty and like Who, Daniel Kaluuya? Yeah, I love that she's just like wildin and he is just this almost like he's like country and quiet. He's and a cowboy. He's like, yeah, yeah. I'm really cowboy. excited to see his performance. Yeah,
1: yeah. Stephen Young, Stephen Young, in this. Yeah, what you didn't see the shot of Glenn in this? No, there's a shot of him looking at the sky. He runs like a different horse ranch show or rodeo. Oh show. my god, yeah. I'm sold. Yeah, he's in like, <laughs> Glenn is up in this. Yeah, there's some good people in this. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it, I mean, we're going Jordan Peele is going full shyamalan and. Just like, I mean, he's getting—he's on the same kind of weird trage- trajectory. Uh, his first thing was a hit, like Six Cents. Then his second one was divisive, which was Us, you know. And now this right. one's coming out. And wow, that's a really good sign.
3: point. I never even thought of that. Yeah, yeah. A, and,
1: they're mirroring each other a lot. Yeah, hopefully not too closely. But uh, this is his sign, right? No, that so, was him. Yeah, that was Glenn, yeah.
3: Oh, my God.
2: he's so cute in his little cowboy oh, that hat. That <laughs> creepy. That
3: spot. That spot. My favorite spot, which I've rewound like a couple times and froze, like trying to see what it is, is when he's getting out of the car and he looks up and you see the balloon. Oh, my God. Or whatever, right? Yeah. And it's yes. like, the, you it's can't like an tell eyeball. if it's like an eye or like a storm or yeah. a portal. Who knows? I, I am. I am oh, God.
2: Man. So I am creepy. I hate place. scary movies, but I have to watch this. I'm like so intrigued.
1: Yeah. yep so right. we're gonna i want to see this so nope is gonna be good jordan peele did it again at least with trailers uh let's get something a little more light and fun because we're gonna move on but uh sonic 2 yeah baby came oh, my and gosh. uh yeah sonic was part of the super bowl and we're getting some knuckle series right yeah, yeah, right. yeah. oh that was announced by uh was that us was that a paramount did we announce that i don't know if we like uh, comic book announced it but yes no but, paramount uh yeah, yeah we had a big we had a lot of announcements from paramount but uh you yeah, gotta Sonic hand too. it to
2: Knuckles with the winter soldier reference. That was uh, awesome.
1: Knuckles looks so cool.
2: Or like Man. I guess Sonic called Sexy Knuckles voice Winter Knuckles. Soldier. That was so cool.
1: Sexy voice Knuckles, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what I, what, what, what <laughs> uh, Knuckles
2: totally is the winter soldier of this, though. Oh yeah,
1: totally. So
2: cool. Absolutely. I love yeah. I was really excited to see that. And I
3: love it. Yeah. That.
1: No, I, I mean, yeah, this, I mean, just from the Knuckles character alone, Sonic 2 looks like it's hyping. and Sonic's pretty fun. It's growing on me a lot. We we yeah. built a show on Sonic, so...
4: That's uh, probably
3: gonna be on our... Uh, I saw another recommendation of, like, the worst and best gaming movies
4: mm-hmm. uh,
3: in the comments. That'd be another good one for us to do. That mm-hmm. I would imagine yeah. Sonic would be on many of the best lists for that. Alright, so yeah. let's
1: talk about... a final one we're gonna have some video for here is uh, Lightyear, the Buzz Lightyear story. I mean, this is... Yeah, this trailer was great, and I am in it to win it. I I didn't think you could do something like this, like a spinoff prequel about the character who made the Buzz Lightyear toy, but Chris, I mean, like, I'm mixing up my Chris's right now. Uh, Chris Evans looks like he's going to be great in this, and it just looks like a really good story. I, I'm still kind of searching for what the deeper thing that's going to break my heart, like Pixar messages yeah. about it, but uh just as a fantasy adventure movie, this looks great. Like I can't wait to God, take it's my son gorgeous. and daughter to see this. Yeah. Are they
2: really gonna try to do that on this one? That sucks. What break, <laughs> break your heart? Your heart, yeah. Oh, of
1: course, of
3: course. They <laughs> can't do a movie without breaking your heart. <laughs> yeah.
2: I just thought this was gonna be more like a fun. I don't know when I when this first came out. I thought we were gonna watch like some kids sit down in front of a TV and then like turn it on, and like watch the oh, show. I
4: see,
2: yeah. So. I, I yeah I mean this is if anything happens to the robot cat like we're oh all my gonna God, that's so cute. I mean
1: robot yeah. kitty I love you guys our <laughs> listeners I love you guys you know this show we we got the right crew for here <laughs> reaction out of everybody watching our show robot cat gonna die. <laughs> yeah, poor robot. Cat. oh i
2: it's love so robot weird. cat but no, no, no. it's a robot so it can be fixed i mean like the little Save boy i mean chip. this is
1: like everything i ever played with action figures and now it makes that connection between toys and like your imagination and yeah, that's what nice. i think is really mm-hmm. brilliant about it so yeah and that'd be an interesting twist if we find out there's all like some kids imagination or something like that well, that's yeah. lego. but that's lego movie all right <laughs> so, say, don't bob newhart it yeah, uh, stop it, stop
4: it.
1: We, don't, we don't wrap that. So uh, Netflix also had a trailer out uh, that we saw that showed its content that looks uh, pretty good, pretty good. Nothing like I mean, nothing too crazy. But uh, check that out if you want. The Lost City. I mean, Lost City actually looks fun, right? It like, does. I can't hate America's Sweetheart, so uh, Sandra Bullock or America's Hunk Hard, uh, Channing Tatum, and them together is just instant. It money. looks. It looks like it a very cute.
3: like. Um. What's the word I was looking for? It, it, it just looks like a very like unharmful, like very just like happy go lucky, good date night movie, romantic comedy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and I, and I'm yeah. down for it. Sandra yeah, Bullock, me has too. Rarely, yeah, yeah. So, I I mean, me. I mean Channing Tatum
1: has cracked the code this year. He's like, look, man, I'm doing two movies. Okay, I'm doing one with Sandra Bullock, and I'm doing one with the dog, and that's it. <laughs> and I want to <laughs> Yeah, and exactly. And he's like, I'm yeah. taking all the money. He's like, I already stripped down for everybody and danced. Like now, I just need to do. Like these kind of <laughs> but
3: it's like incredibly rare for Sandra Bullock to pair with a male lead and it not be money. Like, oh, yeah, exactly. like it's just like in, in any type of these movies, like it's just you know, Ryan Reynolds, Keanu Reeves, uh oh god, uh Pratt, not Pratt, Chris Pratt, uh the oh my god, Benjamin from Law and Order and Catwoman. I'm blanking on his name. <laughs> but like it doesn't matter, like whoever is opposite her. She's yeah. going to make shine. So I'm yeah, I mean, that's
1: what Sandra Bullock's been doing, making these men look good and tall, like, since 1994, <laughs> bro. Like, that's what she does. That's what I mean, she does it, and she does it, you know, without any exasperation. She just is a pro. Mm-hmm. Got to love. Got to love SB. But, Yeah. Uh, yeah.
3: Yeah. Just say SB.
1: Yeah. Hello. SB. <laughs> we
2: love you, SB. Oh, we love you, I SB. I love SB.
1: Yeah. Oh, the heat, come God. on, the heat. Benjamin, Brad. Thank, Benjamin Brad. thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I was waiting for that. I couldn't. My brain seized up. I, I was like, like, it's go. not Pratt. It's
3: not Pratt. Anyway. Yeah,
1: um. But uh. Yeah. And she also makes co. You know, female co-host or uh. Yeah. She co- she there. makes anyone. Yeah. yeah. I mean, she's just the best. She's a Scotty Pippen of movies, baby. All yeah. right. So now I don't know how we got there. So. uh yeah, so the last one is uh, Jurassic World Dominion, and you got to see us break that down on the last show. Looks good. Touches the bar. Yeah,
3: yeah.
2: going to be
1: a big, big movie adventure. So that is uh, Super Bowl movie trailers. I mean, clearly we had our favorites, and uh, we just let you know what they were. So listen back if you missed Pretty it. much. Matt, mm-hmm. get into your agenda. Speaking of Netflix, <laughs> we got Netflix. They I love announced. this.
3: They finally – so like Netflix has the rights now uh, to stream like all the Power Rangers, Dino Fury episodes. Uh, going forward, and even the last season are on Netflix. So now season two, they find that We've been waiting for a premiere date. They revealed a trailer, and then they also revealed a premiere date. It's going to be March third. Now we don't know uh, if it's going to be like the entire season at once. Typically, last time they did it like in two parts, which is kind of like mimics like how Nickelodeon used to kind of do it. Um, but I'm I'm excited. I loved last time when we just got a bunch of episodes. I got to binge them all uh dino fury is like one of my favorite seasons uh in a, in a like it's, it's actually stacking up to be one of the better seasons like overall i mean this franchise has been going for over 25 years so it's really cool to see this cast and welcomed and everything and i'm hyped i'm hyped that we're back it's like right around the corner March marcher is not very far away so i it am super not. stoked look for uh, coverage on on the site and everything but uh i'm excited clearly clearly i'm excited
1: all right thank you matt well keep on talking because now we're going
3: into this week's comics
2: Comics.
3: um awesome so yeah let's start with uh something completely different from power rangers (laughs) let's go right into uh 10 lives wolverine number three um as we left off and this is one of the ones i actually really love when we get to uh continue with series
2: me too um,
3: yeah just like it helps me a lot at a time uh yeah. so i i'm very excited uh to get into 10 lies of wolverine uh this one very much is a like it picks up right where the last one left off as far as like there's three there's two different battles going on and this one very much feels like for the most part an extension of all of those like they don't really take on another the next chapter it's kind of just continuing that phase that was started in that second issue. Um, So we're still like where Wolverine's trying to help, uh, you know, Xavier's uh, ancestor on the boat, which I love that, that whole sequence and everything is really fun. Um, And then we also have him where he's trying to, there's a, the, my favorite scene in the story, which by the way, spoilers incoming for these comics. um, My favorite thing in this issue is actually the part where he's talking to Gene. And he's talking to Charles because like he's been very isolated, you know, he's kind of wants just to like be left alone so he can do his job and things. And then he reaches out to them because like Omega Red, if he succeeds in killing, you know, his wife, then Dakin doesn't exist. And that removes him. So he's trying to figure out ways oh, no. because he knows he's gonna have to kill and all that. So anyway, I uh I I don't know. I was very uh I was very that was a very interesting. Take and was emotional and, and drew stuff out and then the last part of the issue is a really good hook for for next issue um and, and I hope next issue kind of moves us out of these two particular scenarios and moves us into like the next real beat of this story but I really like this issue what do you guys think
1: I think you are effing up by not talking about the real thing that we need what to talk I do? about. <laughs> What is Amazon doing in my comixology? Just lurked in and has just lurked into comics. Oh, yeah, no. And yeah. ruined everything. Yeah, no.
3: Wait,
2: what?
1: Bezos.
3: So uh, uh. so comicsology. So Amazon purchased Comixology a while back. Yeah. But they hadn't migrated their sites yet. So Comixology was still a separate website and has separate login and all this stuff. You could merge if you if wanted you to. You could you. actually log into their thing, but you didn't yes. have to. As of like two days ago. Oh. They went, no. Nope.
2: Is that why <laughs> no. I didn't have issues? Because I
3: read them early? Yes. So it was all one thing. And uh, <gasps> it was all one well, it was all one thing. So um, that is, you know, like. Uh, so that we're going to have to deal with this. <laughs> yeah. That was also jarring to me as well. But uh, yeah. No, I don't like it. I don't <laughs> like it.
2: <laughs> we got I the hoodie up and everything.
3: I like it. It, it, is was it was very upset. It was very upset. But yeah. What did you guys think, though, of the issue?
1: Um, I agree with the commenters. Uh, right now, I think lives is better than deaths, but I think it's because for me, I mean, first of all, the artwork is gorgeous in lives. Yeah, um, but uh, second of all, it's what we always say here: like, it doesn't matter how deep and heady you get on things like Dacan and Existence and Time Erasure and Memory Transfer, as long as the premise is like blessedly straightforward and simple and easy to grasp. Yeah. And that is in this one, and it's always edge of your seat because it's Wolverine being like not even a whole step, like maybe a half step ahead of this killer who is tracking him through time to kill this one target and can strike at him at any different point of his, you know, descendancy or, or his, or his, uh, ancestry rather. Um, and so that is always so simple. It's just get, protect this guy from this killer who can show up in anybody. and, and any time which is a freaky premise and you gotta you gotta protect him and you gotta protect him through all time so it's heady but it's also really simple and so therefore it's really easy to engage and stay thrilled by whereas deaths is still kind of even just getting to the point yeah of just third issue in gonna maybe even justify its own title maybe like the why is this called the 10 deaths of wolverine and like what does that have to do with moira running and all that like we're still so murky so i i think that lives has established itself really well while death is still kind of cloudy and I'm, I'm interested to see what happens if we get the midpoint and this whole thing kind of switches and like does lives run out of steam while death becomes really exciting i don't know
3: yeah oh that's a good point janelle what do you think
2: yeah, I, I'm i grateful because I'm finally understanding like what's going on. <laughs> like it took me a while to kind of wrap my head around it. So this is the first time I'm like, okay, this is what's happening. I'm understanding fully. So therefore I've been able to enjoy it more. And I think part of that is obviously the fact that we just keep reading this. And I do appreciate that we're like continuing on because it's giving me time to understand everything. Um, I like both. I really do. Lives and deaths and just for different reasons. And I – appreciate each for what they are, are there moments I don't, again, I'm kind of lost a little bit here and there. Yeah. But I, this isn't like, I don't hate it and it's mutants. So I'm just going to take it as a win. <laughs> right.
3: <laughs> I, I get it. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, well, and uh, you know, kind of continuing on the uh, train of continuing actual books that we've been following uh Nubia and the Amazon's number five, uh, which uh, again, spoilers coming in for these books. Um, if you've been reading, keeping up with the series Uh, And you can find, by the way, a deep dive on issue four and five uh, with Stephanie Williams on our website, if you want to, comicbook.com. But uh, I love how they've been introducing, you know, the Well of Souls and uh, Doom's Door and things that kind of open up uh, the world of, of Themyscira and the Amazons. And they're introducing, they're using these things to introduce new characters. But one of the biggest things is that they've given, like, Medusa a complete, a real, like, emotional backstory, an arc. And so that's why when this fight hits, like it could very well be, and it's got some really cool parts of like Nubia just battling Medusa and all the things you would assume that would have, right? Like she's trying not to like let her look at her. So she has like, she has to fight with this helmet uh, that, you know, is covering her eyes, right? Like all that stuff that you would typically associate with Medusa. But there's a lot of stuff like underneath. And once they kind of, that battle has, growth for both. And then you really get to see like how their battle impacts the island um, after, and there's like ripple effects. And so it, all that stuff, like the society parts of this book have been really interesting Have been some of my favorites. And so this is not just like a superhero battle, but it's one that also affects all that other good stuff. So uh, also this is very much a lead up straight into Trial of the Amazons, which comes out next month. Um, so it, you know, it's kind of like I'll say it's like a last page hook. So, like, it's, I imagine it's not mandatory reading. If you want to enjoy that, I'm sure they will onboard you for trial as when that first issue comes out. But if you are wanting to pick up all those things in the lead up, this is an un, important one, I would say. But uh, what'd you guys think? I did not get
1: to read this one before Comicsology shut the door. <laughs> and I'm still right. waiting for my access back. <laughs> Oh, no. That's fair. Janelle, what do you think?
2: Uh, Yeah. You know, surprisingly, I wasn't moved by this one as much. I just felt disconnected from what was happening. I I think it's because too much time has passed since I read, like, the lead up to it. If it's been too long for me. So I was just – I jumped in. I went, where where am I? Like, I can't remember – why we're dealing with Medusa, like all of... I just couldn't remember. Um, but I, I mean, I liked it. It is a little more cartoony. And I've been reading so many like really like sexy, dark, like DC comics lately mm-hmm. that it almost felt like... It felt like like a kid's comic for me. Um, but I just... I didn't dislike it. I just kind of was like, oh, ah, yeah, that's was good. Uh, <laughs> I... You know, I feel like we all kind of have our favorite like Wonder Woman-esque thing and I love Yara and I'm like really missing that. So, yeah, it's hard for me. For shame. That wound
1: will never heal. Yeah. The good news is Y'all messed up, not invested in that. No, for sure. Uh,
3: The good news is that Trial will have two Wonder Girl um, one-shots as part of it. So we will get to see her. She will be a hopefully major factor in this event. Um, So that's I'm hoping after that, maybe they relaunch her into some kind of series. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm still very upset uh, about that. Uh, and then, moving, you, you brought it up, though, too. I got some certainly. breaking
1: news that you'll like, Matt. Oh, what? What? Oh.
3: Our floor, new series? Dark House? No. No.
1: Cardiac. <laughs> the cast of Martin is reuniting for what? a reunion special.
3: <gasps>
1: <laughs> oh, my God. Later this year for BET. Plus. That's oh I believe falls under our purview. Isn't that isn't that part of Paramount? Like, aren't we? Yes. Martin exclusive. the surviving cast of Martin will reunite for the first time
3: in 30 years. You know, those are special. That fresh prince one was great. Yeah, Martin. All right. Yeah, we gotta get all that all that all that juicy like spice. Because there's been so many like that show. Like the cast doesn't do like a sh- ton of interviews. No, I'm say something else. Chino <laughs> do a ton of interviews. Uh, Gina uh, and uh, what's her name? Uh, uh,
1: Gina's. I, I can't think in the moment, but uh, yeah, no, I want to hear from them. I, I would yeah, so. I'm, I'm
3: excited. That's awesome. But do we know who's when? the
1: only one who's dead? Is Tommy right? Like still alive, yeah. I think. Yeah.
3: All right. Well. Do we know uh, when? uh they're they're
1: filming it takes place on february 20th it'll air later this year all
3: right all right right.
1: back to comics though all right
3: well let's move into our last (laughs) book of uh the day and we're going to talk about batman (laughs) the night number two which fittingly kind of janelle kind of segwayed right temptation of bruce baby uh because uh this book is you know very much in the black label fit uh this is you know the first issue i i think we came in I know, Covey, I don't think you were as big a fan of that first issue. I wasn't. No, I wasn't. Okay. I didn't know, like, um, the first issue but, at all. And so the second issue takes us out of Gotham, and we're in Paris, and it goes, like, a really completely different route than I thought we would be going from, like, the first issue to the second issue. But I really enjoyed it. We essentially see that Bruce had, a, had another mentor um, along the way, um, and, uh, you know, he – he, he's still green in so many ways and he's trying to be this invigilating yes, you know, he hero. <laughs> and uh, you, yeah, so there's a great, their dynamic is is excellent throughout. Um, and then we get like some of the investigation side or whatever, but it's really about those two. And uh, I don't know, I, I came away like, I love this issue because it, it was also just something I didn't expect. And I liked the play on uh, their characters and, you know, just the, he keeps screwing up along the way. And it's honestly really refreshing to see Bruce <laughs> who's always known as like the dude who knows everything, just kind of bumble his way through a lot of some, a lot of this stuff um, and have somebody else in that role. And it ends in a very interesting place. So I, I, I love this issue. Uh, what'd you guys think?
1: I think it fit and knowing the established Batman mythology about how he did his training and learned things. This is like one of the, I mean, this is almost star Wars level, like retconning that, you know, Ducard wasn't actually his, like, first and and formative mentor. There was this other person. And how they connect that to Ducard mm-hmm. and all that stuff is, is just – this issue was really well done. And talk about different ways to do Batman. But, yeah, this is a – I know people are saying in the comments even now, like, oh, I don't want to watch this. Another Batman in his years of training or <laughs> becoming Batman story. But this one is actually good. Even if this was just a one-shot, like, I would yeah. have loved this, like – It is just such a good story. And this character, this woman he meets, this expert thief that he kind of meets is great, both in terms of his psychology Mm -hmm. of how to become the ultimate crime fighter by becoming the ultimate criminal first and then kind of like working backward from there. It, It makes sense. And like it is, I mean, in real law enforcement, that is how some people do it. I mean, that's why that Jordan Belfort guy is now like still successful and rich. It's like in the catch I me mean, if you everybody Leonardo DiCaprio plays in a biopic who was a scumbag, eventually, you know, America turns into like, you know, the expert cop or or the person who <laughs> catches the people like that, right? Um, you know, so it makes a lot of sense. And the woman, the character, she is just so good. And She's like, awesome. Yeah. And just how she I mean, they need to get that Mrs. Robinson vibe real good. I I was I needed another comic to fan myself while I was here, uh, for of it. I was like, oh, I have to declare. But um, yeah, just to like culminating in the end and just her line. She's just like, you know, you're a gem of a boy, but too young for my tastes and all of that. And then she's like, man, if I still have some I, beer, know, I, I love break that. you off. <laughs> I love that moment
3: when she yeah. goes in there. Also, just like, um, well, no. I, that is some real up.
1: French stuff, too. If you've ever been in the uh, <laughs> French romance, that is some French stuff right there. But anyway.
2: <laughs> you know Oh, I loved it. I I thought it was, it was really exciting. I love seeing him in that state as well. Uh, he's just young and experienced, stubborn, but uh, yeah, I, she stole that. She stole the show for me. I relate to her. I'm like, Oh man, I would, that. yes, that's me.
1: Yes, you do. Yeah. I'm a little bit of a Puma. Yeah. But
2: wow. yeah, I I am. <laughs> I do though. I love her. She's got fire. I would love to see like a whole series just with her. I, I'm oh. not gonna
3: lie. That like, as after I read that, I went, "Uh, can we, can we retcon that? Like, where yeah. is she at? Like, can we get <laughs> something? Like, I I don't need Ghostmaker. I mean, I like Ghostmaker, but I don't need Ghostmaker. I want her and something. Like yeah. Put her, yeah. Put her in a scene. I also think, like Kofi was mentioning too, how it informs stuff because it's amazing what he's doing, what Chip Zdarsky is doing in continuity. Because this is all in continuity. So, yeah. wow. Like the fact that he's also informing. Like you see the very much the example of Selena, right? You see oh, yeah, what that's he's what attracted were. to. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah. where that probably started you know mm-hmm. like you see oh okay i can totally see why he fell in love with selena years later because yeah he's already totally. attracted oh my gosh, yeah.
1: fetish, guys it was not a catsuit fetish
3: <laughs> <Right>. so <laughs> i i yeah i thought that was uh this is this is really good and i know um i like the first issue but i loved this issue so Me hoping too. we, we oh, continue it. in that direction uh yeah. so that's comics i think because i think we're out of time
1: <laughs> yeah we're about out of time but uh yeah i mean there's a lot of edible stuff in here man poof. Uh, yeah, we're just going to say a quick mention. Uh, there's a new Iron Fist that Marvel launched this week. And uh, you read that book and you can see maybe why this book is coming out. You know, it's, it's a good book in and of itself. And the character is interesting in and of himself. But you also see why maybe Marvel's getting on this right about now. So, uh, hey guys, remember so, these
3: guys? Yeah, <laughs> because uh,
1: the Marvel Netflix rights have reverted back to Disney. That was a big news story this week for us. The Marvel Netflix rights are going back to Disney, and Disney has not said what they're going to do with them yet, uh, or how they would distribute those Marvel Netflix things. We don't know if they're going to be on Disney Plus, which seems like a little hardcore, or they'll be through Hulu and they'll make a Marvel block there. I don't know, but um, yeah, so one of the lingering problems is. Pretty much fans would take about take back everything into the MCU that we got with Marvel Netflix in terms of principal characters, except for Iron Fist, right? So Yeah, pretty much. What do you do about that? Well, this comic may answer a few of those questions. So check out the new Iron Fist from Marvel. It's getting right. good buzz. It's getting no, good it's, buzz. No, it's it's the reasons for it could be across a company line, but it's actually a good character. It's actually a more interesting mythology for Iron Fist. Agreed. Like a dragon's heart's bull crab. I'm sorry. I always thought that was stupid. Um, it doesn't fit with like so much of Marvel, but like <laughs> this sword, the shattered pieces, the ways you can play with that and spread the power around and do that, like all of that stuff is interesting, right? And it's classic Marvel. It's like this character has pain but power, right? So like good stuff. That's a bumper sticker. Mm-hmm. Anyway, yeah, okay, good deal. Um so yeah, I, I'm 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 on board for it, but like yeah, we could see why this is happening now, and it could be very timely, so check that out. All right, that's it. Matt, you had some uh, – Yeah, but we don't have time for all that. So all that's- right. So that's <laughs> it. This is Comic Book Nation, and uh, we are on all your major podcast platforms, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, or tell any smart home device to play Comic Book Nation podcasts, and then we'll get going for you. You can watch the show live on Twitch or YouTube or Facebook. If you miss it live, then the replay will be right there for you as soon as we're done. You can go back and listen to anything you miss. Follow us on Twitter at Comic Book Nation. We are not just there for the show. We are dropping hot content that, like, you know, because we are reporters, we do break a lot of stories. And so Comic Book Nation will also be a good destination if you want to get some of the latest stuff as it's breaking on your Twitter feed and none of the bull crap. We do that. So, you know, nicely filtered there. Plus, you also get Janelle stuff in and like things to invite him uh, to, you know, stream with Janelle, hang out. Oh yeah. See that's what what, Matt's yeah. going up to in his crazy agenda and whatever random thoughts I have to send out in the Twitterverse. It's all part of that. Feat. <laughs> so check that out. Otherwise, thank you guys for tuning in and we will see you next week. Guys, we're getting awfully close to having to do a big Batman episodes and I'm excited. It has been Woo! a long time. So let's go shout out to Nick too, in the background. That's right. Nick killing boy, it today. Uh, killing it on the board today. Thank you very much. And, uh, we hope Richard's getting some uh, fun R&R and doing something fun. So uh, we'll see you guys next week. Comic Book Nation. Oh, Jim comes in at the end. You weren't here for your Moon Knight segment. <laughs> Jim Viscardi, we had a whole Moon Knight setup for you. Uh,
2: <laughs> can, next yeah, time.
1: Yeah. Bring him on. We didn't get the brand canceled today, Jim. We're okay. Comic Book Nation, maybe next week. See you later. Peace.
2: Bye, peace guys. Peace. <laughs>